0: Well, Shalom, I am Bishop Kevin Foreman. I want to welcome you to the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. Listen, I want to encourage you, number one, uh, if you do not have the Harvest Search mobile app, get it. Uh, filled with tons of life-giving music, messages, and so much more. And I hope you stay connected to everything Bishop Foreman and everything Harvest. And it's at no cost to you. Just text the word HARVEST, H-A-R-V-E-S-T to the phone number 59769. Just take the word Harvest to 59769. As of the time of the recording of this podcast, that might change in the future. So the simplest way is to just go to harvestchurch.church and you can also access it through our website. You know, we are all about seeing leaders go further faster and we have something called the Harvest Leadership Network, which is totally free for individuals to join. Now, we are all focused about seeing leaders in the seven spheres of society that's arts and entertainment, business, education, government, media, family, and the church. And there are leaders in all of those aspects. And it's my desire to speak life into leaders. You know, every great leader has a coach, every general needs a general, every leader needs a leader. And so it's my desire to be able to speak life into world-changing leaders just like yourself. And so you can connect to the Harvest Leadership Network as at the time of this podcast. It's absolutely free to join and to connect. And we'd love for you to be able to do that and connect with us. And you can do that. All you have to do is text the word HLN to 59769. We got a lot of text around Harvest because we like to use as much technology as possible so we can be efficient. And accomplishing our mission, and do it in a uh, uh, in a very energy efficient way. So you can text HLN to five nine seven six nine, and uh, you'll be able to connect with us through the Harvest Leadership Network. One of the things that happens when you do that is that um, we often get um, really, to be honest with you, bombarded with calls uh, from leaders, and that's a good bombarding uh, from leaders and uh, all of those seven spheres, executives down to managers and leaders at every uh, echelon and level of leadership They say Bishop Foreman I want a one-on-one session with you and we actually make those available uh one-on-one sessions when you are an HLN member those sessions actually come at a reduced cost now here's what's amazing about those sessions is that um um, we take all of the proceeds from those one-on-one sessions and we use that to fund what we do (coughs) excuse me with Harvest Missions which is amazing. And I think the number now it's over three hundred and fifty thousand dollars that we've given to missions, both domestic and abroad. Uh, and that's what we use those sessions for. So it's amazing that as you are actually growing, you are literally impacting the life of someone else. Not that it would be wrong if it came directly to me. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, we have simply chosen to use that to be a blessing to other people. Because one of the things that I believe in sincerely is that we are blessed to be a blessing. Now, I also wanna say this uh, as we're jumping in make sure make sure um that you stay tuned to our website we do an annual harvest conference at the time of this podcast right now the world is dealing with the global coronavirus pandemic and so lots of there's new normals lots of things are changing as we declared this year would be a year of all things new we are seeing all things new and sometimes before things become new or rather to make things new sometimes it comes with noise right Sometimes to get to the opportunity, you have to first deal with the opposition. Sometimes to get to the blessing, you first have to deal with the breakdown or the burden. And so right now, that's what's happening. So the dates for our conference, they are uh, it's scheduled to be the first week of August. It's a bit fluid simply because we may have to change some things as a result of the uh, coronavirus outbreak. But we will still have the conference. So just stay tuned to our website uh, at harvestsearch.church. Or you can go to bishopcorman.com and stay connected that way. Don't forget, I love to hear your praise reports and your testimonies about how God is working and moving in your life for anybody that's connected to Harvest. Whether you're a member of the network or not, if you're a person that listens to this podcast, you're connected. You're like family. And so. We'd love to hear your testimony about what's happening in your life. How are you being blessed? How are you being encouraged, inspired? How are you growing? I'm a man about results. I like to see results in the lives of people that are connected to me and the lives of people that I have influence with. And so I'm honored that you listen to this podcast. I'm honored that you download it. Hope that you'll leave a positive review. Matter of fact, can I ask you to do that? Leave a positive review and share this with somebody. Let's reach and change and impact as many leaders as possible. Today's subject is going to be amazing because we're talking about the frustrated leader and every leader has dealt with frustration. So submit that praise report. How do you do that? You go right into that mobile app, guys, and uh, and you can click the button there or you can do it right at HarvestChurch.Church. I especially love to hear from pastors and business owners that are connected to Harvest. And again, leaders in all of the different spheres that we talk about. Why? Uh, Because when you influence the life uh, of the leader, you literally change the trajectory of the organization. I'm going to say it again. When you influence the life of the leader, you change the trajectory of an organization. So if you can change a leader, you can literally exponentially make the, uh, or make the, impact that you have exponential. Let me reverse how I said that. You can make the impact exponential. And so that's an amazing thing to be able to do. And we'd love to uh, to hear how great things are happening for you. Finally, I want to say this before we get into today's leadership talk. Oh my goodness. It's going to be amazing leaders. The frustrated leader, the mad leader, the angry leader, because we all get frustrated. We all get mad. We all get angry. Question is, what are we going to do with it? If you want to sow uh, into, if you are blessed by this podcast, and you want to sow it, you want to give um, uh, to help us continue doing what we do, we'd love for you to do that. The reality is, is that uh, Harvest is an organization that's passionate about seeing results in the lives of people. Um, one of my personal one of my personal assignments here in the earth as a human being uh, is that I have been sent to change lives. And so uh, I have a saying that I write. I'll tell you part of it. Not the only thing, but I'll tell you part of it. Is this, is that if it changes lives, it's a green light. If it changes lives, it's a green light. There's more to it, but um, I obviously want to be led and directed by God. But anything that changes lives and impacts lives of people, that's what I'm all about. And so I encourage you, anything that blesses you, you should be a blessing too. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again, leader. Anything that blesses you you should be a blessing to anything that feeds you you should feed anything that adds value to you you should add value to it and let's go bible luke 6:38. give and it shall be given unto you the measure pressed down shaken together running over so to sow, and there's a few ways you can do that one you can use the cash app uh you can do it to harvest church give and you'll know you're where you're supposed to be because you'll see that harvest church v Harvest Church Give, or you can use Bishop Foreman, B-I-S-H-O-P-F-O-R-E-M-A-N, if you want to use Cash App. You're also welcome, uh, if you want to mail it in, you can mail it in to P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. I'll give it to you one more time. 441004, Aurora, Colorado, Eight hundred forty four. You if you I love text to give. And as of right now, our text to give system, you text the amount to eight, four, three, two, one. So let's say you wanted to give five hundred dollars. You text five hundred. The phone number you send it to would be eight, four, three, two, one. It's going to ask you for the name of the church. It's Harvest Church. And again, when you see the harvest V, you'll know it's where you're supposed to be. May also ask you for the zip code, and that physical zip code's 812. Um, you can see all of our giving methods at harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Um, you can give through our mobile app. And finally, this one is interesting to me because I'm amazed at how many people actually love using it, uh, which is awesome. PayPal, you can uh, send it to hello at harvestchurch.church. All right, so that was one, two, three, four, five, six different ways that you can give And so let's get into this, the frustrated leader. So um, the reality is this, guys, all of us, all of us is gonna deal with frustration. All of us is gonna deal with frustration. And on the onset of this leadership talk, I actually want to pray for you. Um, Let me tell you how I know you're dealing with frustration because you're moving forward. Anytime you are moving something forward, you can expect to deal with frustration. It's the name of the game. And I wanna start this leadership talk With praying for you and praying specifically for your frustration. I don't care if you're a CEO, a pastor, uh, a government leader, a politician, a leader in the education system. You're going to deal with some frustration. I'm going to start with praying for that. Father, right now, I pray for this incredible world-changing leader. And I pray right now, Father, for the frustrations that you're dealing with. I pray that, number one, you would show them those frustrations clearly so that we can navigate through them. Today, Father, you've given me the task of giving them both a spiritual and practical insight on how to deal with and how to conquer the frustrations that they are currently encountering. And I pray that this time would be used to advance them to continue moving forward. In your name we pray, amen. All right, so um, when we look at the term frustration, frustrated, it means feeling or expressing distress. So stress means pressure. So, whenever you're under pressure, you can deal with frustration. You can deal with frustration because when you're under pressure and you're trying to change or trying to achieve something, that pressure can sometimes be problematic. Secondly, it means an annoyance. So, whenever you're trying to achieve something, you can deal with annoyance, right? Uh, When you're trying to get something done, you can be annoyed. So, pressure means it's pushing you down. Annoyance means it's getting in your way. I'm going to say it again pressure implies that it's pushing you down. Annoyance implies that it's getting in your way. And when you're trying to achieve or accomplish something, those two can leave you feeling frustrated. They can leave you feeling frustrated. Second definition of frustration, is that you are prevented from progressing. That means you're trying to progress. You're trying to move forward. You're trying to advance something. And there's something in the way. There's something that's preventing that. As a leader, maybe that's your team. Maybe it's your staff. Maybe it's your circumstances. Maybe it's the industry you are in. Uh, Maybe it is the current conditions of the industry that you're in. Uh, Maybe it is a system that you're trying to navigate through to accomplish something. And so... Whenever you're prevented from progressing or moving forward, you're going to be frustrated. And guess what, leader? If what you're doing doesn't have any opposition, you you need to double check what you're doing and make sure you're doing it right. Whenever you are doing something that is going to make a lasting impact in the lives of people, number one, and of course, number two, and I I shouldn't say number two, but I'm just giving you two in that order, uh, it is something that God has ordained for you to do, you are going to deal with with things that get in your way that try to stop you from progressing. But I need you to open up your mouth, leader, and make this declaration say, I'll accomplish it anyhow. Come on, speak that out of your mouth. Proverbs eighteen twenty one: life and death are in the power of the tongue. I need you to say it. I'll accomplish it anyhow. So it means that you're prevented from progressing, then succeeding or being fulfilled, which means you can't move forward. You can't accomplish, watch me, and you don't even feel like you're doing anything. Can we be honest? That is every single leader right now. You've got some area of what you're leading where you feel frustrated. There's pressure. There's things that are annoying you. There's things that are preventing you from progressing, seemingly like they're preventing you from succeeding at what you want to accomplish. And frankly, you don't even feel fulfilled in those areas. It's almost like you don't even when you think about those areas, it doesn't even bring you joy or excitement to look at those areas, because in your mind, this thing just isn't happening. Every leader has dealt with that. Here's what I want to challenge you to do right now. Let's take a quick mental break. I want to encourage you to write down the top three areas that come to mind that are causing you frustration. Now, I want to challenge you. Not to just look at this from a macro standpoint, but to look at it from a micro standpoint. So a macro standpoint, you might just say, my business is frustrating me. Sure, but not all of your business, because if you're still in business, number one, that's a good place to take a praise break. Because there are many people that are not. But number two, be specific. Is it the retail side that's frustrating you? Is it the training that you, uh, um, that's going forth to your staff and they're not retaining it? Is it the... Um, technology that you're using is it constantly creating slowdowns in the process so I want you to take a minute and just write down three areas and be specific be as micro as you can that are causing you frustration because I'm getting ready to walk you through both a spiritual and a practical uh, path so that you can deal with frustration you can't avoid it what you have to do is deal with it I'm gonna say it again You, the type of leader you are, which is a world-changing, history-making, curse-breaking, boundary-breaking leader, you're going to deal with frustration. You cannot avoid it. So what we've got to do is show you how to get through it, all right? Three areas. Write those down. Three areas. What are those three areas that are causing you frustration? Now, as we're moving into the solution, right, what's the solution? I'm going to give you a dual-edged sword, all right? On one side, I'm going to give you spiritual. On the other side, I'm going to give you practical. And here's why that's important. As a leader that believes in the Lord, it's so important that you do not exclude God from what you lead. I'm going to say it again. As a leader that believes in the Lord, it's so important that you don't exclude God from what you lead. Can I be honest? I see many times business people who will exclude God from how they run their business. That's not the best way to do that. Number one, because you don't you want God involved in what you're doing. God can only help you accomplish and achieve more, and he'll get the glory out of it. But number two, you are literally leaving on the table the best thing you have going. So the best thing you have going as a leader that loves the Lord isn't your experience. It isn't your pedigree. It isn't your know-how. It isn't your ingenuity. It isn't your Im- ability to be industrious. It is that. You love the Lord and you use your life to change the lives of others and you serve the Lord. That's the best thing you've got going. So what you cannot allow to happen is for yourself uh, to ignore the fact that that's the best thing you've got going. So I'm going to give you a dual edged sword, both spiritual and practical for how to deal with frustration. We're talking about the frustrated leader. And some of you right now, you need to share this because you've got leaders that are in your organization, that are in your church, that are in your business. That if you're a government official or a politician that are in your campaign or that are in your uh, area of government, that you need to share this with right now. So share this with them, and I'm going to show you how to deal with frustration as a leader. Let's start with a scripture that's very familiar for many people. John chapter 10 and verse number 10. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, number one, the thief here, most people will say that's the devil, that's Satan, that's the enemy. But you actually read this in context, it's not talking about the enemy. It's actually talking about a false shepherd or a shepherd whose intentions and motives and operation is not in alignment with God. So here's the argument that could be made. He's talking about bad leadership. So watch, bad leadership doesn't come except to steal and kill and to destroy. Wow, that's deep, right? I have come that they may, that's the operative word, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, that word life in the Greek language of our New Testament, it's got four distinct meanings. It comes from the word zoe, zoe, Z-O-E. It's got four distinct meanings. Here's the first meaning, eternal life, um, eternal life. So the Bible says, And if we can believe in our heart, confess with our mouth um, that we shall be saved. So eternal life deals with what happens once we exit our physical bodies. Most Christians settle for just that part of life and life more abundantly. I'm going to say it again. Most Christians settle for just that part of life and life more abundantly. And here are the facts. There are three other definitions. Why would you want to only live off of 25% of what's available to you? And there's a whole nother 75% that's available. See, the scripture says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin of death is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Uh, many leaders get frustrated because they don't see God and spiritual principles as something that's an active part of their leadership. And so consequently, they resort to a good psychology. Nothing against that. Uh, Leadership lessons, nothing against that. Um, Nothing against anything that's going to help you be better. But what I'm saying is you're missing the most masterful um, thing you got going for you. And that's the master himself. All right. Don't just settle for one fourth, which is eternal life. The second definition means one who is possessed of vitality. Now, vitality isn't just life itself. Vitality is the capacity to live watch me it's the power to endure so when you think of vitality it just doesn't mean that you're alive vitality means that you've got the capacity to live in other words everybody's got a different capacity in which they can experience life because of the collection of experiences they've had I'm going to say it again Everybody has got a different capacity to experience life because of the collection of experiences that they've had. And there are some people who don't take risks at all and it reflects in their life. There are some people who perhaps take too many risks and it reflects in their life. Um, There are some people um, that because of what they have dealt with and the experiences they've had, it affects their capacity. Think of capacity like a rubber band. It can stretch, right? It can get way larger than it is in its original form. Um, and the reality is it's created to stretch. That's what vitality looks like. It's your power to endure. So Jesus says, I am come that you might not not only have eternal life, which means when you die, you're going to be with the Lord. He says, but I come that you may have the power to endure, the power to stretch, That's your capacity to live. And as a leader, you need the ability to stretch. Because guess what? Every day for a leader is not gonna look like the last day. The job of a leader is to solve problems, which means whatever problems rise up to your level of leadership, now you've got to deal with them. Don't think something is wrong, leader, because you gotta deal with problems. That comes with the territory. That comes with the seat which you occupy. And Jesus says, I wanna give you the power to endure that. I want to give you the power to stretch to that. And so this isn't just something where I just have to take good practical things. This is a spiritual thing. Did you catch that? Leadership is a spiritual thing as well as a practical thing. Number three definition of life. It means the absolute fullness of life. This is good to me. Both essential and ethical. Which means Jesus says, I don't only want to give you what you need, essential. But I also want to give you what's right for you. That's interesting, right? I only want to give you what you need. You know, if you know the Bible, you know, there's scriptures like this that say, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. God says, I don't just want to supply what you need. I want to also make sure that you have what's right for you. See, if you're a leader that's emotional, what's ethical or what's right for you is going to be different than a leader that is not as driven by their emotions. So check this out. God says, I want to provide for you what's right for you as a leader. Now, that's deep, because sometimes the reality is, is that if we don't know that these things are available, we will go through life and leadership struggling, not realizing what God has made available, but it's a might, it's a maybe. It requires action on our part. The fourth and final definition. This is good, right guys? Make sure you're tweeting me, at Bishop Foreman or Insta story, at Bishop Foreman or TikTok or any social media. Make sure that you're sharing nuggets and things that stand out to you. Make sure that you are sharing those things um, with individuals, all right? Here's the fourth and final definition. It means to be vigorous. Now, vigor is the capacity for survival. It means energy. Now that's great because as a leader, you need the energy to be able to evolve. It takes a lot of energy to be able to evolve, to change, and to grow. And so the reality is, is when you're a leader, God says, I am come that you might have vigor. The energy to evolve, the energy to change, the energy to do what's necessary. If you are a leader that's tired, it's going to reflect in what you're leading. And it doesn't mean that what you're leading is too heavy. It means how you are leading it is the wrong way to lead it. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't mean that what you're leading is too heavy it means that how you are leading it is the incorrect way. Sometimes the issue isn't the weight. Sometimes the issue is the way that you carry the weight. Okay. So let's recap. He says, I am come that you may have life." That's Zoe. That's number one, eternal life. That's only 25%. Number two, vitality. That's now 50%. That's the capacity to live, the power to endure. Number three, what's Essential and ethical. So what you need and what's right for you, that's 75%. And then number four, which takes us to 100%, is vigor. It is the capacity uh, for survival. It is energy. It's energy. It's the energy to evolve. Now, in looking at these four uh, definitions of life in Greek, again, that word is zoe. They all require action on our part. How do you know that, Bishop. Because he says, I'm come that you may or might, depending on the version of the Bible you have. Not that you would have it, but that you might have it. What's his significance? There's a choice. The choice is found in what we do. There are so many frustrated people and so many frustrated leaders because we are not experiencing all four aspects of what he came for us to have. See, some of you are just happy with eternal life, but there's more. Some of you have the power to endure, but watch me, but you don't have what's both essential and ethical. Some you have vigor, but you don't have the power to endure. So the key is we want all four of these spiritual aspects um, as it relates to dealing with frustration, and then these spiritual aspects will lead us into practical action we can take. That's the choice. There's so many frustrated people because they're only living on 25% or 50%, or 75%, or 100%. You know, it's interesting. At the time of this podcast, the world is dealing with um, the coronavirus pandemic. And what is amazing to me about that, uh, to parallel it to this lesson, that's a respiratory illness, which means it ultimately affects the lungs and the capacity of the lungs for individuals to breathe. And it reduces the lungs effectiveness in the ability to breathe, which means instead of breathing with 100 percent of their lungs ability, they are only breathing at 75 percent or 50 percent or 25 or what have you. The more you reduce that percentage, then the more difficult it is to breathe. Watch me. The more difficult it is to live. I want you to see that parallel just like leadership. If you are only, if you're a Christian leader, and not just, again, because you're leading in church or a spiritual organization, but you're a leader that's a Christian. If that's your scenario, if that's where you are at in life, then what you will find is that it's difficult for you to lead and it's difficult for you to live because it's like someone struggling with their lungs, struggling to breathe. Because if all you've got, uh, uh, if all you've made the decision for is eternal life, you're only at 25% of your life ability, your breathing ability, so to speak. If you only have uh, vitality, then you're only at 50% now. Are you catching it? And so it's so important that we make the right choices so that we can experience all of what God has suffered and died for so that we can have. So very simply, now, once I understand the spiritual, it's got to produce a practical decision. I'm going to say that again. Once we understand the spiritual, it's got to produce a practical decision. Um, so here's the practical decision. You ready? It is the power of a list. What? What is this talking about? That's it. That's it. It's the power of a list. So you've got to know and use the power of a list. It's just that simple. A list is the most basic and essential tool needed to administrate, and accomplish anything. I'm gonna say it again. A list is the most basic and essential tool needed to administrate and accomplish anything. Think of it, you have a grocery store list. Um, when you when your children go back to school, they have a school supply list. Uh, when you are applying for certain loans and certain opportunities, they're gonna give you a checklist of things you need to submit. What is a list? A list is the most basic and essential tool needed to administrate and accomplish anything. And remember, if you are a frustrated leader, you're dealing with the stress and the annoyance of not being able to accomplish something, not being able to progress. So what do we have to do? We have to get down to the nuts and bolts of how do I move from frustration into forward movement? Because that's what you've got to do, right? So there's three lists I want to give you to use as a leader, remember, Today's um, leadership talk is both spiritual and practical. Three lists that I want to give you to make. Here's number one, the stop doing list. The stop doing list are things that you need to stop doing. Um, Throughout the year, um, people start many things. Leaders start many things, but finish few. The reality is some people are unreliable because they're not pursuing Zoe. They're pursuing their own plan called the buffet, right? It's Not Zoe, it's a buffet. The buffet life is you have a lot of everything, but nothing is done well. As a leader, you don't want to be a buffet leader. Can I get you to open your mouth and say, I do not want to be a buffet leader. Come on, speak that, leader. Come on, say it. I do not want to be a buffet leader. The question is, what are we doing that's only being done because we don't know how to stop doing it? Wow. What are we doing that's not part of Zoe? Those four definitions. One of the things I want to challenge you to do as a leader is simplify, simplify. So this is something that I do often. In the last couple of years, I've gotten even more intense with it. But I go and I begin to simplify every area of my life. If you have things that you need to stop doing, it's like a buffet. Everything is not going to be great. It'll be all right. It'll be okay. But it's not going to exceed. It is not going to be great. So you have to ask yourself the question, What are some things that I simply need to stop doing? What can I simplify? Um, As a leader, what can you simplify? Start with you. And i suggest you make these lists first for yourself. Then number two, make it for what you lead. What do you need to simplify? Maybe your life is just too confusing and it's not your life's fault, it's your fault. What do you need to simply simplify? What do you need to get rid of? Um, One of the things that I often do is I will go through Uh, I will go through uh, my closets and I will simplify. I will go through my home. I will simplify. Um, I've gotten into a little bit of a a pseudo minimalist uh, style of decor. And so, you know, I, I will simplify. I will eliminate things. I will remove things. I will change things. Why? Because it's very important for me that I am not walking around complicate because then I'm going to complicate what I lead. I do the same thing with our organization. What can we get rid of? What can we simplify? What's too confusing? Let me tell you, if you listen to everybody's voice, you are literally going to, it's like making a recipe and everybody's telling you how to bake meatloaf. You're going to get some people who say put ketchup on it. Some people say put cheese on it. Some people say put cream of mushroom soup on it. Some people say leave it bare. Some people say put hot sauce on it. Like, could you imagine putting all that together, though? Uh, a cream of mushroom soup, a hot sauce, a cheese. Like, that's going to be disgusting. But that's how many leaders operate. You let everybody's voice affect your recipe. And as a leader, part of your job is to keep things simple. It's to keep things simple. That's number one, all right? What do you need to stop doing? Here's the second list that you have got to make. List two is called the refocus list. The refocus list, the refocus list. The refocus list is this. Imagine you're in a car headed north and you drift. You're not only going to miss your target, you're going to end up perhaps in a ditch, maybe in another city, maybe off the road, maybe in the ocean, depending on where you're at. Here's the question. Where have you drifted from Zoe? Those four things. Where have you lost your self-discipline? What was working, but you stopped doing it? There's some things that have got to be refocused, refocused. You gotta step back and say, you know what? I need to get back on my square. I need to get back on my game. I gotta make sure that I am on top of this. I have lost my focus. And that's one of the most important things that we can absolutely do, Um, especially as a leader, because sometimes you don't know that you've drifted until you step back and look at the thing. And sometimes leaders, you need to take a little time away from it so you can see it more clearly. Because sometimes when you're in it, you can't see it. Sometimes if you're in a car that's drifting, you can't see that the car is drifting. And sometimes you need to step back and say, you know what? Man, this thing is, is drifted. And maybe that means a day away. Maybe that means getting a whiteboard and, and writing things down. Maybe that means dealing with Uh, you know, a different set of circumstances, a different scenario, you've got to look at what in the world needs to be refocused. And here's the final list you got to make leaders, the celebrate list. Too many people work, 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 and rarely celebrate the victories. Now, many don't celebrate because they would have regret if later they suffered a failure of any kind. But we've got to celebrate even the little things. Maybe you've only had a couple of victories. That's okay. Celebrate them. You've got to honor God for what He's doing in your midst. Um, I encourage you make a list. One of the things we do at Harvest Church is every we measure and we record everything that happens, down to how much food we've given away, how much clothing we've given away, how many people make decisions to become Christians, how many backpacks we've given away, uh, how much money we've given away to missions, uh, how many people have downloaded the apps, how many people have visited our website. Now, all of those types of things, we measure those things. Why? Because we need to celebrate victories. And when we celebrate victories, we don't stop. It's our incentive to keep pressing. It's our incentive to keep going forward. That's how you get out of frustration. You need to make some lists. Number one, the stop doing list. Simplify. Number two, the refocus list. What do you need to refocus on? And lastly, the celebrate list. If you will make those three lists, you'll take those spiritual principles, and you'll be able to make it very practical and pragmatic so you can see some results. So there you are. That's how you get from being a frustrated leader to the forward-moving leader. And remember, leader, you're always going to deal with frustration. And that's part of the seat. That's part of what you signed up for. If you want to be treated like everybody else, get out of the seat of leadership. Leaders don't get to be treated like everybody else. Leaders don't get to live like everybody else. That's why you're the leader. All right? So don't ever compare yourself to who or what you lead simply because you are not who or what you lead. got it? That's why you're the leader. That's today's leadership talk, share it, send me some tweets, send me some Insta stories, let me know how this has blessed your life in a tremendous way. I know that it's blessed me these are principles I use. These are some of the same principles that I coach uh, uh, high-end executives of major corporations. I use the same principles uh, to teach and coach individuals who are brand new starting something out. And so I know that these principles work. Again, real quick, just to recap, if you want to sow, you can sow. If this is bless you, be a blessing. Maybe you want to sow 50 or 100 or 1,000 or 500 or 10,000, uh, whatever you want to sow, sow into it. This is a principle, by the way, guys, I believe in because it's a principle I practice. I believe in giving, especially when it comes to giving to the Lord. I believe in it. So, again, you can use PayPal. That's hello at HarvestSearch.Church. You can get our app by texting the word Harvest to 59769. And you can click the Give button in our app. You can go to HarvestSearch.Church and forward slash give and give that way. If you want to send it through the mail, especially right now during the time we're in, you can send it to P.O. Box. Four four one zero zero four, Royal Colorado eight hundred forty four. If you want to use the cash app, you can do that. Go to Harvest Church Give. If you want to send it to Harvest, or if you want to send it to me as a love offering, you can send it to Bishop Foreman B-I-S-H-O-P-F-O-R-E-M-A-M. And finally, my favorite way to give, which is text to give, you just text the amount to eight four three two one. You know, Input Harvest Church. When you see that Harvest V, you'll know that's where you're supposed to be. And then they ask you for the zip code, which is 812. Listen, lovely guys praying for you. Let me close this out. Father, thank you for these world-changing leaders. I thank you for their commitment and their dedication to growth. I thank you for their commitment and dedication to being better. And I pray, Father, that what was shared today would give them the ability to go from frustrated the forward moving. And every time they feel themselves to be in a place of frustration, that they would go to the simple, practical solution of making those three lists. The stop list, the refocus list, and the celebrate list. Thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, leaders. Have an amazing day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.